Welcome to the IoT podcast powered by Paratus People. Be among the first to find out what's happening in the fascinating and growing world of IoT from the industry leaders themselves. Welcome to the IoT podcast show. I'm joined today with John Moore, who is the managing director of the IoT Security Foundation. John has spent the last 30 years in security and is leading the IoT Security Foundation, which is a globally renowned non-profit business helping secure the Internet of Things. As it stands at the moment, there are over 100 company members on the march to make it secure to connect. And as the saying goes, if it's not secure, it certainly isn't smart. John, thank you and welcome to the show. Thanks for inviting me, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. We've talked about it for some time now, and I'm delighted to finally make it happen. Thanks, John. Yeah, I mean, we we definitely have spoken about it <laughs> quite 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 uh, quite a few times. But uh, I know we're both busy, lots of things on the agenda. But yeah, I'm I'm delighted that you're on here. Obviously, I've been involved with uh, the foundation for a couple of years via via my own business, and uh, love the work that it does. Uh, quite unique actually in terms of um, as, a, as a community and, and and the people that you have there. And perhaps that's a nice way to start, I suppose, John. I mean, can you just introduce yourself, your background in IoT and, and really the mission of the foundation? Uh, certainly. Well, let's start with me. So John Moore, uh, Managing Director of the IT Security Foundation. Interesting. I think you, you called me an expert in the space. I, I don't think of myself as an expert. My, my background really is in embedded systems back in the day when I was an engineer. So that's the first thing we start with. I describe myself as an expired engineer, expired embedded system <laughs> engineer. Very um, modest, John. And... Um, and since the days that I was doing engineering, of course, I moved into management. Um, I was the founder of a company based out of Bristol, uh, Bristol a Fabulous Semiconductor Company or called uh, Pixel Fusion back in the 90s. Um, we didn't quite make it, but you know, the, uh, the work carried on in, in various guises. But um, the, the genesis, I think, of, of the OT Security Foundation was, you know, I was working for the National Microelectronics Institute. And the chairman of the time, this is back in 2015, came to me and said, John, um, do you think we should take a look at IoT security? And bearing in mind uh, that the chairman at the time was the CEO of an IoT company, a company called Newell, um, very astute, very well-respected semiconductor professional uh, by the name of Stan Boland, in fact, doing amazing things now, you know, in the autonomous driving space. so when he asked me, do I think we need to take a look? It wasn't really a question. It was a, I think you need to go and take a look. So the the original response for me was I was a little bewildered, to be honest, because the first thing was I thought, you know, what's there to see? Isn't cybersecurity quite mature? Um, my second uh, response was, you know, why me? I, I don't know anything about security. I'm not an expert. Um, my background was in innovation and semiconductors. Uh, and the emerging markets. Um, but there we go. So I got the brief, go and have a look. And from my original, what's there to see, very quickly, I built up a picture of, my goodness, um, I, I, I get it real quick, because if you just took a, a scant look at the headlines of the time, uh, clearly the situation was dire. And what I now know, after six years of looking at the space, you know, um, I kind of put it in, in different phases. The, the first phase I see as being what I would call the PC era. 
uh, the PC era, we, we learned quite a lot about computing and connecting computers up. And one of the things I learned along the way is that um, Windows XP, Service Pack 2, was actually written by uh, government, uh, UK government um, people, uh, because they liked the idea of Windows XP, but the security absolutely sucked. Um, so that, that was an interesting thing to find out along the way. What we then got on top of, we kind of got on top of, we're still getting on top of, of PCs. So security is pretty good, actually, uh, around PCs. I don't think we're unduly worried about it, although we need to, you know, still need to be vigilant. Then we go into the, the mobile era, and the mobile era was better than the PC era. Still issues, but much better. Then we go into the era of IoT, what we're in right now. And we did a complete reset. In fact, the term I was using at the time was egregious. And let me explain what we did. Uh, in order to get a better view of things, we decided that what we would do is try to create an event, a summit, the IoT Security Summit, the first one actually in the world. And I say that because there was a claim about three or four months after we did ours, someone about uh, else in the world said, you know, we, we're doing the first summit. And it was quite a delight for me to send them an email saying, yeah, congratulations on the first summit. You, you're doing it only four months after we've done ours, the first yeah. one. <laughs> so... Um, we did a, a summit at Bletchley Park, and what, what we tried to do is get a landscape piece together. So we had the CTO of ARM talking about it from an IP end of things, right the way up to the UK telecoms regulator uh, about what they saw and everything in between. And what was very clear was it was a very concerning state of affairs. And so, as I say, the, the word I associate mostly uh, at that time was the word egregious. Um, we did the event, as it happens, back on the eve of the 2015 election. So we decided to have a bit of fun and we put voting slips out on, on the chairs and we said to people, you know, has today been, you know, just an interesting event or do you think we need to do something about it? And as I say, to use the vernacular, the 97% you know, of the returning votes came back and said, we definitely need to do something about it. Um, incidentally, the 3% that came back said no. We looked at the answers and we thought, oh, OK, we can see you have a vested interest in not doing anything. Uh, so okay. it was pretty much 100 percent. Yeah. Um, so we asked that question. What we didn't ask is what that something should be. So that's that was the next uh, stage of my journey is to go out and look at and talk to as many stakeholders as possible to try to figure out what could be done to address this egregious situation. Um, and so several months later in September, uh, we launched the IoT Security Foundation. Its kind of center of gravity was around best practices. Um, we, we looked at other things, you know, things like standards, et cetera, but we decided there was no need for another standards body. So it really was the need is now, best practices were where it's at. And so we launched September 2015 with a mission to make it safe to connect, to really try to help secure the IoT. And what we were trying to do and what we continue to try to do is move the needle in the key areas of which, you know, are reflected in our founding values. And the founding values of IOTSF are security first, fitness of purpose and resilience. And I think, you know, for me, we'll, we'll perhaps talk a bit more about resilience as we go on. But that for me, coming from the embedded space was, was the big area, which was, you know, really interesting and really kind of summarizes the difference between where we were in what we now call kind of air gap systems and now connected systems. 
And so along the way, you know, we've got a, we've picked up, adopted some terminology too. So we say, you know, we need to build secure, we need to buy secure, and ultimately need to be secure. Um, and yeah. the whole complexity of it all, and as you know, we've talked about this many times, I, I often start talks by just stating IoT security is a wicked challenge. We cannot solve it completely, but we can address it. And so within all of that, we then looked at the life cycle of uh, IoT and IoT systems. And so, again, in, in the founding stages, we came up with this concept of uh, supply chain trust. So that's, that's why we exist. That's what we're trying to do. Um, it really is about making things better because it will never be perfect. So again, that's another phrase we use quite a lot. Um, do not let perfect be the enemy of the good. It's important to do, you know, mm. be good, do do the right things. Yeah, thank you for that, John. I think that's a really nice phrase, actually. Do not let perfect be the enemy of good. Um, because often you find in security, uh, in traditional businesses, it's somewhat an afterthought, isn't it? And it's a and it's a gold plating type exercise, and that's why it's nice to have you know this this community focused on the principles of security, sometimes by design and from inception, and really focused on on on, on this from the ground up point of view. Um, that that leads me really nicely onto my next question, actually. So, um, over a hundred members at the moment, is that right? Is that is that the number as of today? I mean, we're filming this in February twenty twenty one. Is it is that an accurate number? Yeah, I feel a little bit delinquent because I, I should be able to give you a snappy quick answer <laughs> exactly how many. What I can tell you is this. It's two more than it was last week because we've had two right. more sign up recently. Okay. So, yeah, yes, right. it, it, it went north of 100 fairly quickly. Um, and, of course, our ambition is to grow it even further. But, you know, the in interesting thing is we started out with just corporate members, but we, we saw um, – for all the right reasons that we needed to open up a category of membership, which is professional members. So, you know, we've got a lot of really great uh, professional members too. And yeah, um, I'd love to give you a number, but I can't, but we do have. Lots of <laughs> it's all right. Don't right. I can't, I kind of put you on the spot. I should have told you that in the, in the five minutes before we started recording, but uh, never mind. Um, and out of those members, John, so, you know, what, what industries predominantly are they, are they from? And, and, you know, what, you know, what industries are, are the most, prone to security threats and that you see from the members that are part of the IOTSF? Yeah, well, you know, I've always thought of it as an ecosystem play. And what I mean by that, it's not one specific group that we try to appeal to. Uh, we know that the manufacturers are absolutely key. If I took, take you back to the concept that I was talking about earlier, which is security first, fitness of purpose, and then resilience, um, very clearly security first and fitness of purpose for me anyway, really talks to the design community. So the producers of the technology, we need to make sure that we provision the security controls at that end first, because if you don't, you, you know, bolting on as an afterthought is never a, a good idea. Um, but then we move into this thing called resilience. And for me, that was the big eye opener about, and it's so profound what resilience means and what IoT means to businesses and the way we do design. But resilience basically says, just accept the fact with your best efforts, you will get hacked. And why I say that was with you know, such certainty it was one of the, the talks that we had at the Bletchley conference by the CTO of ARM. You know, he said, accept the ugly truth, you will get hacked. Um, that means do your best, but, what, but make sure you've got processes in place to remediate once you do. And I think that's just as, you know, what we see today. 
data breaches are just a fact of life. It's how you deal with them that's an important thing. But in terms of where we are today, Tom, um, you know, we're still trying to get out of the pandemic. Um, and, you know, it's, there's some light on the horizon, of course, but I think this year has really highlighted a lot of concerns around the medical and healthcare space. So that's that's kind of driven a priority for security. Yeah. Um, but we can't forget the, the traditional, you know, the infrastructure. And when I talk about infrastructure, I'm talking about manufacturing, food processing, utilities and transport. Each of those have their own challenges. Um, they have their own risk profiles and the impacts of attacks will vary depending on them. But it very much is, to answer your question back at the top, you know, this is what the digital transformation means, is all sectors are moving into this digital landscape and security needs to become, you know, right at the very heart of how we design, provision and maintain our systems. Thanks, John. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a really interesting um point that you made regarding the pandemic and healthcare and, and med tech uh, becoming uh, ever more so important now. In general, what do your members discuss about the biggest challenges uh, when it comes to implementing IoT security? What are, what are things that kind of come up again and again around that? Yeah, you know, it, again, it's a kind of a it depends who you're talking to at what time and what their focus is. But it's something that, you know, over the course, I've tried to simplify in my own mind about, you know, what are the challenges of security? And something that, I've, you know, a tool for me, I, I, I've kind of adopted this concept of what I call the three C's. I'm, we, we like three at IOTSF. So I've said about build, buy, sorry, build secure, buy secure, be secure. We've got the three founding values, but the three C's are um, in terms of the challenges. Uh, the first one being cost. Um, nobody, nobody really wants to spend money on anything that they don't see as important. And sadly, today, security in many areas has been seen as a cost. Mm. So cost is is an issue. Um, complexity. Um, it's a very difficult thing to provision. Again, I've already said, do not let perfect be the enemy of the good. You know, you know try to simplify. Uh, so cost complexity. And I've cheated a little bit on the third C. Um, it's, it should be convenience, but it really it's inconvenience. Um, what we know about behavior, if security is inconvenient, um, people, businesses will try to find ways to, to work around it. So at the very high level, those those are the things which challenge security. Um, but, you know, I think what, what we're also seeing is, um, you know, what are the incentives for security um, and what shape do they come in? Um, this is a really interesting topic and something that comes up a lot in people that I speak to, certainly on the show and in, in other aspects of how we're involved in IoT is, is um, the general interest in putting security first. You mentioned obviously cost. Uh, sometimes it's quite prohibitive to people. Uh, there's there's often a race to get things to market, and often the security element can be overlooked in 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 that kind of um, you know haste to get it to get it out there into into the wider world. Clearly, IoT is accelerating rapidly in certain areas. We've seen after the pandemic, um, we've had people talking about UVC lighting systems to uh, 
clean air, um, sensor-based uh, transportation for um, fruit and vegetables and to ensure uh, that it gets to the, to the locations quickly. Lots and lots of things uh, and certainly proximity sensors on wearable devices. What is what is you know the 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 thing that people need to think about when it comes to security and 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 why that they should consider it over and beyond the cost element. I mean, clearly there's um, talk of it being the weakest link in the chain of a network, but it would be really useful from your perspective um, to so that we can tell companies you know why they need to be focused so much on security. Yeah, well I, uh, well, I think, of course, again, it depends where you are in that, that whole value chain yeah. and uh, the emphasis of security and the responsibility that, that accompanies it will vary across that chain. And again, if I just break it down into kind of the three simple stages that I've talked about in terms of actually you know, uh, the amusing story when we talk about the, the build secure, the buy secure and the be secure. Uh, again, I, I'm sure I've confided in you in the past that when we announced this, that we were looking to use this as a vehicle to communicate simply what we're trying to do. One of our members put his hand up and said, you know what, John, you've got three BSs there. And I <laughs> said to him, well, you know, if three BSs helps you remember it, then that's, that can only be a good thing. And in actual fact, I did then go on to write a uh, blog post, uh, which I, you know, I, I, I think the title said something like, you know, why IoT security needs more BS. Um, again, you know, it, it's, it's a good way of raising awareness and getting simple messages. Yeah, out. absolutely. So, uh, in terms of um, let's, um, I, I think um, I, I think I'm going to start in the middle though. The the buy secure. Um, I, I think for any business that is looking to utilise uh, IoT for the benefit of its business, you know, for improved efficiency or create new innovations, whatever, then security um, they've got to be asking their supply chain for security. Um, yeah, they've got because you know the the impact of insecurity can be really quite profound, and I think you know they need to see it as an investment in securing their long term business. In fact, you know that that's something we talk about. You know, don't see it as a cost; see it as is as a value add. And so we need to change the conversation around security. And so you know, what does that mean? It means that you know uh, you're protecting your customers, or you're protecting your business. Uh, you're reducing the threat of liability and downtime and all of those things because in this increasingly connected world, you are going to get hacked and you want to make sure that you're resistant to that as, as possible. So, you know, buy secure. Make sure that you, when you're purchasing um, products, services, systems, you specify security in the purchase contract. And I think that then helps also, if I go back to the first stage, which is, Build secure. Um, if there's no market for insecure products, then guess what? Those manufacturers, those producers do not have businesses. So what we have seen is the more, um, I, I don't want to say responsible because it, it, it suggests others have been irresponsible. Whether In fact, they may not have been, been irresponsible. They may, may just be ignorant to the fact of what they're not doing. Um, but, 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 we saw a wave of, um, and we do see leading suppliers understanding the importance of security and they built security into their products and services. But for those who are kind of a bit behind the curve, it helps them catch up because, as I say, if there's no market, then uh, they, don't, they, they don't have a business. So build secure, 
Um, again, that's really where IoT Security Foundation started. And, and we started out with this notion of a, a checklist um, for manufacturers to demonstrate their security posture, their, their security credentials. That turned into something actually, which is something we're very proud of today and, and really much more fully featured uh, the IoT security compliance framework. In, in terms of that, just going one step further, what in your view and, and that of the foundation are the biggest threats to IoT security in the next five years? Obviously you've come on a journey since 2015 when that first speech happened um, from the CTO of Arm at Bletchley Park, as you mentioned. Um, what's happening in the next five years? What should we, what should everyone be made aware of? The biggest threats, I mean, my, my original response is going to be like, wow, um, let's not scare the children, uh, Tom, because <laughs> the, the threats are, you know, ultimately, you know, an insecure, hyper-connected world run by software, you know, it, it can be a, an immense weapon and in the, the most extreme um, conflict that we have, which would be war. But we don't want to go there. And I've got to say, you know, in my early days, looking at security, each day I could have probably thought about two or three different Hollywood scripts about how things can go wrong. Um, because you yeah. know, there were so many, so many issues that, that um, you know you, you could see, but let's not scare the children. Um, uh, but I think I think it's, I think, it, I, think it's, I think it's important that people know that. Though, sorry to interrupt on that, because ultimately that that is you know where this could go. It's like the, the classic eighties film war games, right? Uh, you know, it's uh, potentially if we're, if we're not mindful and minded of the fact that this is so important and to raise the awareness. Uh, it could it could lead to it could lead to that. Um, it, it, it could and look, you know, let's face it. In an increasingly connected world, which is software defined, um, that makes a very vulnerable world. You know, and it. I'm, I'm not thinking, of course, about script kiddies here um, or, or necessarily criminals. I'm thinking about rogue nation states who have long time horizons. They've got deep pockets. They've got great capability. Um, and of course, the the point is though. Um, I don't think we should be too, excuse me, too worried about that, too scared about that, by the way, because this is just the nature of humanity and humankind. There's always been wars, there's always been technology, and technology can be used as a weapon. So I think, you know, in the extreme case, this will be used as a weapon. Um, but if we dial it down a little bit, um, I think we should be concerned about um, the cyber-physical uh, aspect of IoT. And I think this is again, one of the big differentiators I see between traditional cyber and this thing called IoT, because IoT does uh, bridge into the physical world. We have cyber physical systems. What that means is that there is a real threat to you know, harm of human life. And I think, you know, uh, j just last year, I think September time, we saw uh, an episode where uh, a patient couldn't get treatment in a hospital due to a ransomware attack. Uh, they were being transported to another hospital and died en route. So that's certainly one of the, you know, something that people were keeping an eye on. When was going to be the first death directly attributed to IoT? Um, the ambulance case I just mentioned wasn't directly attributed to IoT specifically, but that that's, you know, that yeah, that is a real threat. I've seen that. I, I have actually seen uh, examples of uh, cattle. You know, the the, the internet of 
agriculture. I, I forget what the acronym is there, but you know, uh, we, we've seen um, possible linkages between IoT failing and, and cattle dying, but that's not human, of course. It, you know, it, but th those are the sorts of things that, that we, we could see. But you know what? It's, it's that what we were saying, Tom. It, it doesn't need to come to this. Um, we've got to just you know just accept the vulnerabilities exist you know they've always existed um it doesn't follow that they'll be exploited we all have agency in the process too if we do the right things we can reduce the risk again remember the bs's you know we, we've all got a role to play there do your bit um and you know i i, I guess i'm having done the deep dive looked at all the scary scenarios i'm actually much more positive now um, because I can see the progress that's been made and I do see momentum building. I see governments uh, getting involved. And again, back in 2015, you know, the, uh, the FBI issued a, a warning to the public about the, the threats of IoT. Um, a few years later, the, the five eyes, uh, the five eyes of New Zealand, Canada, Australia, US and UK, um, have you know, published an accord to say we will jointly work together to reduce the risks in IoT. And that was nations, that was government saying there's a risk to our citizens here, so we must take steps. I've talked about the regulation that's coming through. Um, so I think we're, we're moving significantly in, in the right direction. Uh, we shouldn't get complacent. We've got to keep the, the pressure up. But, you know, ultimately where I would like to see this um, end, or, or not end, but the, the stage I'd like to see it get to is... You know, I've often thought about security in terms of I thought about quality. When I started my career, you know, a few decades ago, quality, again, that was something that was bolted on at the end of a process. You know, typically it'd be somebody inspecting something at the end of a bench. And then we've got this concept of uh, total quality management, which is, was about integrating um, quality into every process within an organization. So it, it is assured by definition at the end of it. And that's what I see security. That's that's where we need to get security. So right central to development, security has to be central to development and it should become just integrated in everything we do because that's that's the digital transformation. And again, I put it across those audiences that I talked about before from, from the manufacturers to the users uh, to the, the ultimate end users. You know, we've all got our role to play. So we have agency. Um, yes, there are scary things can happen, but let's not drive project fear, let's drive project value in terms of security. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I agree. Um, it's all about being proactive as opposed to reactive on this. And I really like that phrase used about the, um, I forget the chap's name, is it Brian? About the security being a debt. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Schneier. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Again, you, you know, Sorry, when, yeah. when you get into the space, you, you find these luminaries who've been talking about this stuff for a long time. And the, the, the um, we're now at that point where, you know, this connect, connected world has become mainstream. We're all being connected. And so, you know, suddenly the stuff they've been talking about for years is mm. manifest every day. Yeah. And I, I think it, I think it's important for people to know that certainly, I know you said it wasn't directly IoT security related, but the case of the patient traveling to the hospital, um, this goes beyond someone hacking into your IP CCTV camera at home. You know, it goes beyond hacking into your fridge monitor and turning your fridge off, right? <laughs> uh, and I think sometimes it's when you look at articles and use cases around compromises in security for IoT, it's often these 
um, low value devices uh, that people cite sometimes, and um, it can have much more catastrophic uh, effects in in a wider ecosystem. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much for highlighting that, John. In terms of the foundation, just going back to that, what are the hopes for the foundation in terms of how you want to position yourself coming out of the pandemic, where you want it to go? You know, clearly you were the first, despite this other uh, <laughs> person mentioning that they had done one a couple of months afterwards. But where 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 do you see this going in general? And um, you know, what what can you know what can our listeners do to get more involved with the foundation? Well, I think let's start right there. You know, it's getting behind the mission. Um, what we would like to see as the foundation is more people join. You know, the more people that join, the more corporates that join, sign up to the things that we're doing, contribute to the things that we're doing, the faster we can move, the more that we can do. So, the, the, you know, for 2021, if I could wish, you know, make a wish for IOTSF is that, you know, we swell our, our membership ranks uh, because, as I say, we can do more. You mentioned earlier we're not for profit. We're a not for profit company limited by guarantee. So every every piece of income we have goes right back into the good that we do, and it, it goes back out. It doesn't go to shareholders. Um, I think what we're also looking to do is expand our reach. We really need to get the goodness of what we do out to more places, get more people talking about this. So you know, at our conference which we ran. Um, in early December, uh, we went virtual, of course, and it was the most successful conference that we've ever run. You know, we had over a thousand registrations. We were truly global. We had talks from, you know, Japan, from uh, Singapore, US, of course, Europe and, and, and other places. Um, but what we'd like to do is our, our, our chairman announced that we are going to start uh, local chapters. You know, geographically dispersed around the world. So the second half of the year, uh, watch out for that. We will be announcing um, the the ability to create local chapters. Very important. Um, I think something else that I, I haven't I haven't mentioned this, but it, it is such a key concept in in uh, security. Collaboration is key. You know, we've talked to we kind of inferred it in many places if you look at this complicated thing called iot it's a landscape and a, a, an ecosystem of many moving parts of many players and agents in there and what we've got to do as defenders we've all got to work together so collaborations for iotsf more meaningful collaborations at the kind of international level um, not just technology but geographic too um, and that's key um, into something which i call not losing. It's it's one of the other phrases I've used along the way. So collaboration is key. So more international collaborations. We announced a collaboration with the FIDO Alliance at the beginning of this year, really looking at the, the interesting passwords. We all talk about passwords and, and we kind of just assume that they, you know, they're necessary, we need them. But guess what? Passwords do authentication. There's actually better ways of doing it than passwords. And so we're working with the FIDO Alliance to try to reduce the dependence of passwords and in fact maybe even eliminate them in certain parts of, of IoT. But I think you know longer term what I would like to to see is that um, well IoTSF and the many um, colleagues that we we accumulate along the way is seen as a force for good. You know that security is better understood, that it's managed appropriately. So we can all really feel the benefit of 
you know, we haven't talked about the potential value. I know lots of people talk about this. They they always talk about it, but we really want to feel that benefit without you know being frightened of, of the risk because and the, because and the know, worry um, uh, and the worry. You know, so we we need not. I would hope that we we you know we get beyond project fear that we're not afraid, that we're confident and we're safe. And again, you know, go back to the top of the conversation, make it safe to connect. That's that's what we're about. So that's what I would hope, you know, and I know I've gone a little bit beyond this year, Tom, but, you know, that that's the long term. We need to amass, uh, you know, lots of partners, a big army, uh, because defence is actually harder than attack. You know, an attack, you only need one way in, but defence, we've got a couple of basics, and we're only going to do that by getting many more people, uh, you know, with the programme. And so we start with my appeal. If this interests any of your listeners, come join the IoT Security Foundation. It, it's good and it's not expensive. Yeah, I mean, personally speaking, for me, I'm, I'm well behind it. As you know, we we sponsored uh, Security Champion in the past, and, and I've often introduced people to you that really feel as though they could add benefit to the foundation. They can get a lot from it, and I think it's this um, ability to unite lots of different people in different ecosystems to ensure that this is integral to any development moving forward, and the debt as Bruce has said, that we will have to pay for this in the future and that we're not thinking about it now. And I think I think that whole tonality, that whole piece is is really critical to this. John, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know we've uh, been meaning to do this and talking about it. I, I think it's been about six months, actually. Um, but uh, it's been worth the wait. It's really, really good. And I, and I really genuinely do hope that you and the foundation get the exposure that hopefully this can reach to increase memberships and to increase awareness of all the great work that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. As I say, you know, it's the the need is acute. It's there. It's patently obvious. Uh, we've got to drive the demand, and we can only do that together. I think. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you, John. If you'd like to find out more about the IoT Security Foundation, you can find them on LinkedIn or Twitter at IoT underscore SF. If you'd like to find out more about the IoT Podcast, please just visit our website, which is theiotpodcast.com. It contains all of our social links, including Google, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe for more episodes in the IoT Podcast, the leading podcast among the IoT community.